0: Welcome to Top Shelf Talks. I am Chris Gickler, your host. The information provided in this podcast should be considered informational only and not be taken for legal, tax, or specific financial advice. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and or their guests only. Welcome back to Top Shelf Talks. I'm Chris Gickler, your host, and as always, my co-host, Tom Costantiello from the great city of Columbus, Ohio. Um,
1: The the Columbus,
0: Ohio. Yeah, similar to the Ohio State University, which we're all fans of, and half the people just stopped listening now. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to change it up again. I mean, you know, you're the financial guy. I'm the financial guy, and we've been talking a lot about finance, but... We had another podcast where we were talking stuff that are affecting our neighbors and friends and family. We sit around and talk about at the upcoming Halloween parties, which, you know, my opinion on Halloween, is EV, electric vehicles. Here recently, especially with the increase in gas prices we saw over the summer, it's kind of feathering back down a little bit, at least here in North Florida. A lot of talk about EV vehicles and some people that are not qualified in the political arena. We won't mention their names. So what what is an EV vehicle mean and from an investor point of view is it something that people should really look at as an EV company we see a lot of names floating around and we'll get to that in a minute but I did some research charging an EV vehicle because people are like well you charge know, you, char- you got to charge it and it costs money to charge it now taking out some costs um, I'm not going to compare the capital meaning the cost of the vehicle from a gasoline powered vehicle to a EV vehicle because that's not really a fair assessment basically looking at the two from a cost standpoint, and we're going to just focus on fuel right now, I would assume insurance would be equivalent. In Florida, average cost per kilowatt hour is around 28 cents. Now I looked at two companies, EVgo and Charging America. Those are the two that I see around here in the area. Average people expect, and this is from Tesla, who's leading right now the leading the market in EV, between three and four miles per kilowatt hour. Assuming today a 350 mile battery charge, and assuming that we're taking it from zilch zero, no charge at all, uh, we won't get into that efficiency there because that's a whole other discussion. Simple math four miles per kilowatt hour, 350 miles, we're looking at about 87.5 kilowatts to completely charge that EV vehicle from complete dead to full power. Going to one of those charging stations that you see in parking lots and stuff at 20 cents per kilowatt hour, you're looking at about $24.50 to charge that EV vehicle.
1: For me to fill up my electric car that can get 350 miles to a charge, it's going to cost me about 25 bucks.
0: Yes, pretty much. In Florida. Versus in Florida. Florida.
1: Versus, uh, I think I just spent $65 the other day filling up my tank for the same
0: range. Right. If we take your car, a, a small SUV, assume that you get a minimum of twenty two miles a gallon, you might get a little more, a little less, depending on if you keep your foot out of it. Three hundred and fifty miles, that's about sixteen gallons of gas you'd have to go. Here in Florida, we're looking at about three fifty a gallon. So you're fifty six bucks. I don't know what a Columbus, Ohio, probably maybe close to three eighty. Well
1: I think I think what you're really just trying to say is that, you know, it costs you half as much, yeah. maybe even a third. Right. Uh, to fill up that electric car versus, you know, the regular car. Right
0: now in California, which we all know because we see it on TV, the gas prices are crazy out there for various reasons we won't get into. But the the spreads even more because I don't know if they're supplementing EV, but actually the cost in California per kilowatt hour was a little bit less than Florida, which I found a little bit surprising. But the average across EV going charging America was a little bit more, makes me suspicious. Also, if you get into the San, San Francisco area, there's a different cost because I think they have different tax rates. From just that math, EV is obviously a more efficient way. But I know when we talk, there's other benefits of EV vehicles that we were sharing earlier. What Share some of those with us.
1: First of all, I want to I, I, I want to talk about one thing. I want to talk about distribution and, and like, you know, electric vehicle compared to, to a gas-powered vehicle. Okay, I want to talk about that. But to answer your question, GM is, you know, recently with that GMC Sierra electric mm-hmm. truck. Yeah. They're not only advertising that as an electric vehicle, they can get 400 miles and that's great. And yes, it's going to cost you a third to fill that thing up versus the actual truck. You have one, so you know what that costs to fill up that tank. It can be a storage of energy. And I think with recently with the hurricanes, you know, the different power outages and, and things that could happen. Uh, what if your you know, grid was attacked Uh, or damaged, and you're without power for days, you now have this electric vehicle that's not just vehicle to get you from point A to point B. It can also be your lifeline and power your home for 20 days, which I
0: think is super cool. Yeah, that is cool. And you are right. I mean, here with Hurricane Ian, and I saw some Facebook posts and people saying, hey, look now, your EV vehicle, because the power is obviously out in Lee County for quite a while. Well, hello, you can't get gas either. So, you know, you're going to go to the gas station. What's what's the gas station require power to pump the gas. So it's not just a vehicle at that point. This thing is a is a supplement to the electricity in your home.
1: It is kind of cool.
0: It is kind of cool. I mean, the RV world, you have what they call LI3, which is a lithium ion package. They have efficient AC units that will run up to eight hours cooling an RV on battery. No generator. And then you, when you start the vehicle up and drive to the next point, it char- recharges the battery. I think EV is beyond just getting us from point A to point B.
1: I know we talked about putting a, a drain on the on the power grid could be a solution to the power grid too. Mm-hmm. I think the answer, like as you think about it, having solar panels and an electric vehicle almost go hand in hand. You could use your electric vehicle as your energy store night depending on whether you drive this thing or not but you use your your solar panels to charge the car up and at night the car can power your home right they'll drive you to work the next day i don't know the actual science behind that and once again that's not gospel but right i want to talk to you about distribution this is kind of funny so there's a guy named paul pilsner he's an economist he wrote a book uh, back in 2006 that i read but he talked about the next area of growth um in, in the economy back then was distribution. And at the time, Amazon was around, I don't know, five, six bucks a share. Wow. <laughs> and what has Amazon done? He went from selling books to distribution, right? Oh, you man. can get anything on Amazon, stuff you can't get at regular stores, right? You go to Amazon because you can't find it uh, at, at the local, you know, whatever, five and dime or hardware yeah. store or what have you. But this is what's cool about electric vehicles in my opinion, right? I drive it in my garage, plug it in. One step, that's it. I unplug it, I drive. Okay? The electricity comes to my house via the electric company. If I have solar panels, great. Solar panels directly power my electric vehicle. What's the distribution there? It's one step. One step. Right. Okay, now maybe it's, you know, another step to get the energy from the electric company to my house and maybe another step for them to generate, so that's maybe three steps, okay? But when we talk about fossil fuels, right, how many steps are there? And maybe that's why it's three times more expensive than an electric vehicle to to fuel. So I gotta find the oil. We gotta drill the oil out of the ground. We gotta either put it on a pipeline or we put it on a truck. That truck, Uses gas or diesel. That then oil is shipped to the refinery. The refinery has to use energy to cook the oil down to gas. Mm-hmm. That gas is then loaded on a tanker, which uses gasoline or diesel to get to the gas station, right? Yep. We then get in our cars and we drive to the gas station to fill up our tanks to then drive to work. Oh my gosh. How inefficient is that? Yeah. Now, that's what I like about the electric vehicles is the efficiency. Plug in, you have power. It's almost like the Keurig. Why did the Keurig coffee um, pods do so well? It's simple. It's simple. Like, you know, I mean, I'm old school. I still fill up the the, the pot of coffee with the water, pour it in. I empty the the filter. I put in a new filter. I put in the coffee. Once again, one, two, three steps. Keurig, add water, add your pod, hit the button. You have coffee.
0: But your wife's even better. She just gets in the car, goes to Starbucks.
1: Right, right, right. But, <laughs> but my point, gas. you
0: you have a great. But point we're using there.
1: gas. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's it's solving that that process, right. and that's what's cool about electric vehicles and the efficiency that's that can be had. Now, I think what's going to help. You know, more people, like we talked about, probably 10 years from now, there's a stat where it takes maybe about 10 years for the population to adopt something. Mm -hmm. And then the following 10 years, over 80% will have adopted it. I think Tesla came out with their first car in 2013, 2012, I think the Model S. So that's 10 years, believe it or not. So I think in another 10 years, you'll have 80% of the population driving electric cars.
0: GM... Ford, you mentioned them earlier, Chrysler, which isn't American-owned anymore. It's, all are starting to adopt. And I think GM came out, and I can't remember the statistic. I think by 20, 2035, she was committed to have most of their stuff over to EV. But these commitments they're making, and then the key is the affordability. So a lot of people can't afford an $80,000 Tesla. I think you can get one for sixty, dollars but irregardless, they're, those folks will be buying a $25,000 Chevy Cobalt or something. So I think once that that piece comes down, this will be more acceptable. People are worried about charging stations. That's starting the distribution that you talk about. So when you're not close to home and you want to drive across America, you have places to charge.
1: Well, you can always plug it in anywhere. You can plug it into a 110. That's your regular outlet. It just what? takes forever to charge. But right. you can always plug it in, you right. know, and, and things things will get better. But just like computers, right, you know, Computers, not many people have them because they were very expensive. I mean, cell phones, think about when they first came out, like that big little suitcase thing you had in your car, right? Electric batteries, the cars, they should get more affordable. The batteries should should be able to hold a, a longer charge. And be smaller. Yeah. There there's all kinds of research and stuff being done in the batter in the way of the batteries.
0: That's gonna be the huge advances when they really get these batteries lightened up. Because I mean that's the heaviest part, the most costly part of the vehicle is lighting them up and that's right. what people say. And I looked on one of the manufacturers, I, I can't remember which one it was. People were like, Well, I'm worried about the battery dying in four years or five years, I gotta pay ten thousand dollars for a new battery. By the way, every manufacturer I've looked at has a minimum of a 10 year Warranty on the serviceability of that battery 10 years, you don't have to worry about having to replace the battery, they will service the battery or replace the battery for free. That's how committed they are to those batteries. So, and you know, it's
1: great, Chris. You know, if you look at like GM, I think they're going to be a leader in the them and Ford will be leaders in the electric vehicles, you know, outside of Tesla. But you know, what's kind of cool is I don't necessarily want to drive a Tesla, like, I like you know, I like GM or I like, uh, you know, a GMC or the, the fact that I can say, well, Hey, I want this, this Cadillac electric, or I want an SUV and gas.
0: Yeah.
1: It, that's why I think the advantages for, you know, General Motors and some of these existing car companies, I think it's a lot of risk um, for these other startups, you know, like, yeah. you know, not to name, pick any names, but you know, the other thing you have to look at too, serviceability, right? So, GM. If you're gonna buy a, a startup, one of these like Lucid or Rivian or what have you, okay. Well, is it? What's the chances that they're around ten years from now? They may not be. Yeah, it's. But it's General Motors has been there. General Motors has hundreds. I'm sorry, hundreds of thousands of dealers and dealerships nationwide that can service your car. Right. You know. So if you look at you know that that's the thing, and I I I you know you talk about a hundred thousand dollar vehicle, well. That's that's not that's not the sweet spot, but if you look at, for example, the Chevy Bolt, that that is probably one of the hottest sellers in Europe. That uh, is a thirty-two thousand dollar car.
0: Yeah, and it's an affordable car. It's something that people can, you know, use on a day in and day out basis. As you mentioned, the maintenance is a is accessible. The other thing about it for me, it I like the Tesla outlook on it is the -the over-the-air updates because a lot of these things are i mean let's be real they're a computer on four wheels what is a computer run by software and tesla has recognized that and they do over-the-air updates so you tie it into your wi-fi at your house in the middle of the night it decides hey i'm going to do all these great things so you may wake up the next morning and the screen is now blue and it was green when you went to bed i'm not i'm being pretty dramatic but the point being is those improvements will continue to come through software updates, That's, that's what they brought to the market, but
1: the soft, the software is one thing, you know what I mean? But, but you know, the affordability, you know, and then how big of a car do you want and where are you going to drive it to? And, but like I said, you know, you're looking at the Chevy, Chevy Bolt. Once again, we're not endorsed by these people, but you know, (laughs) if GM wants to, uh, to,
0: to talk to us, they want to send us one, go ahead, put it in the the mail, right? Let us know.
1: But you know, I'm looking online and, they're showing a car for twenty eight thousand dollars. The estimated range is two hundred fifty nine miles, zero to sixty in six and a half seconds. I mean, you know, a, it's a nice little car if you wanted something to get around town.
0: That's a and it's it's, a daily it's not going to cost
1: yeah. you a hundred grand.
0: Right, that's a daily commuter. But the automobile market started to become hot in the early nineteen hundreds. If anybody wants to know, is a really really good history channel story called Autos in America. You can get it on demand. Um I think I watched on Hulu. In there they talk about what you just said all these small car manufacturers like Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Dodge Rothers, Ford, GM, and how the consolidation and Durant, who was the head of of GM, consolidated a lot of those because he saw the opportunity there. But there was also a lot of them that were pushed to the wayside and they were pushed by the wayside by Henry Ford who figured out a way to bring a cost. Like you said, the Chevy bolt, a cost conscious vehicle to the market and sold a ton of them. So I think we're seeing the same pattern as we talked about, and you brought it up earlier, the same pattern now in the EV market, you have all these startups and everything at some point, you know, we're going to start separating People in consolidation, or they're just going to go away. So my right now, thing, my thing is be cautious if you're investing in any of this stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it reminds me of the marijuana stocks. Everybody thought marijuana stocks were going to do great and go through the roof, mm-hmm. and look at it, i I think most of them are trading at ten cents on the dollar, if that. You right, know, right? But I think the electric vehicles. So you know, going back to the 1900s, the boom that we had, the industrial age had a lot to do with automotives. You know, there was, like you said, over a hundred, hundreds of automotive manufacturers, you know, and and now, you know, what are the two U S well, three U S based mm-hmm. manufacturers. Well, that's general motors, Ford and Tesla. Yeah. You know, the other issue is, you know, I'm going to spend what $150,000 on one of these brand cars and maybe they're only in 10 major cities what happens if my car breaks down, right? I mean, what, am I going to drive to Chicago to have it serviced? Wait, I can't.
0: Yeah, it's broke. You know, I mean,
1: but, you know, I think it's when when you look at the future of the electric vehicle market, you have to be careful because history does repeat repeat itself. And, you know, you went from, you know, probably a thousand automotive manufacturers, manufacturers to probably maybe you've got maybe 50 globally. Same thing is going to happen in the electric vehicle market. So. You know, just be careful.
0: Yeah, just saying, be cautious, folks. I mean, it's really cool. It sounds cool. We think it's cool. But from an investment point of view, just be very cautious about but, it. But, you know, you
1: know. At, at the end of the day, cash is king. And, you know, if they're not making money, yeah, the likelihood of them continuing on is pretty bleak. I mean, like the nice thing about General Motors, right, Ford, th- they're making money. Yeah, They're making money selling, you know, the old-fashioned gas-powered cars so is Porsche, so is Mercedes, so is BMW, right? So is Audi. But guess what? They're also rolling out their electric cars. Tesla being the leader in the industry and, and kind of having a fad following, they're going to be good. But Tesla's more than Tesla. I mean, they've got SpaceX and some yeah, other things yeah, going on. Yeah, but, you know, if you're one of these startups like Lordstown or Rivian or Lucid, or you got to watch out. You got to be careful.
0: Yeah. Good talk oh, about no, EV, thanks. which is completely different than what we normally talk about.
1: Well, I think the key points here from our conversation is, you know, electric vehicles, you know, as an energy source, a backup energy source. So instead of, you know, getting a generator, you buy your electric vehicle and not only does it get you from point A to point B, hey, it's backup power. It can also be an energy store. If you've got solar panels, you can store the energy, right? Um, and, And use that to fill up your car. And then I think the third point is the, the um, distribution, the ease, right? You know, you don't ever have to go to the gas station again. Now maybe you like to, maybe you like going to the gas station
0: and get your lottery ticket and whatever else.
1: And all that stuff. Maybe that's fun for you and you get your coffee. Great. But um, you know, for many of you that don't, you never have to go to the, the gas station again, you plug it in, you're done. But if you, or if you go shopping, you find a place and you plug it in there. But not having to go to the gas station, I know, would make my wife very happy. So those are, I think, the three three key things uh, with electric vehicles. And I think, you know, my prediction would be 10 years from now or less, 80% of the cars on the road will be electric.
0: I agree with you. Um, and by the way, your wife, she her perfect world would be figuring out how to charge her EV at Starbucks. Just for right. the
1: record. <laughs> yeah. And, and use her points.
0: And use her points, yeah.
1: To charge the car.
0: Yeah. And exactly. get the coffee. And That'd get the heat. coffee. Yeah. All Bye right, as box. always, I appreciate Keep it. Talking to you, yeah. Talk to
1: you soon. See ya.